Welcome to the Bit of Gallery podcast, episode three. My name is Pat Byrne, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, today, I'll be chatting with Rebecca Deegan. Rebecca is a Leash-based artist, and we kind of cover a lot of ground. We chat about her studio practice. We cover some of her curatorial work, and we also chat about collaborative projects in photography and filmmaking that she's worked on in the past as well. So without any further delay, I will pass you to the main part of the podcast and I'll be back at the end. Cool. Yes, I was recording there now. Um, welcome to the podcast, Rebecca, and thanks a million for uh, taking the time to chat to me today about the about your career. Uh, just to kick things off, I w- might just get you to introduce yourself and tell us about your background and how you got started in art. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, thanks so much for having me on the podcast as well. really appreciate you asking me and such a cool thing to see happening for for like leash artists and midlands artists and all that so really happy to see that and be part of it so thanks so much again and um yeah so i'm a visual artist and i live in port leash and i work mainly in oil paints and mostly with figurative work and kind of supernatural kind of themes throughout my work and how I started off was I did a one-year course, um, the Aircraft and Design Portfolio course in Abilix FEC. And that really just kick-started um, my journey into art and to kind of give me a really solid foundation in all the kind of skills that I needed to to learn and to build upon from there. And so that year was really beneficial to me starting off and was just given so much encouragement from the tutors there to kind of to follow a figurative and portrait kind of work they always really were really encouraging towards me in that um, area of work so that's where I kind of got started with my interest in figurative and using the the body and just portraits and that as like the main kind of feature in my work and so after that year I did a two-year course in Ballyferma College of Further Education and that course was textile art and fiber art design and that was had a load of different kind of modules in in that course so I got like it was basically a crash course in a load of different media so loads of textile embroidery hand and machine embroidery and uh, felting, loads of different kind of textile and soft sculptural material kind of work. And we also touched on like printmaking, ceramics, photography, and we did some little bits of um, drawing and painting as well, but they weren't, they weren't the main focus in that course. It was mainly with fibre kind of stuff. And since then, I haven't really, I haven't really used it so much as part of my art practice since I left. But it's still, still something that I really enjoy doing the odd time. I just kind of doing the odd bits of embroidery or maybe the odd bit of like upcycling clothes maybe and that kind of thing. But beyond that, I don't really use textiles in my work anymore. But so after that course, I kind of just started going to life drawing sessions in Dublin. I went to ones in 
the Soul Art Gallery were kind of the ones I used to go to when I was starting off and basically taught myself kind of how to draw the figure properly and just put in a lot of practice with that and just kept attending them sessions and eventually started painting at home, painting portraits and figures. I used to get just kind of random people would send me um, reference photos that I could practice from. So that was a really helpful way for me to start off. And I got like, my friend at the time gave me like a little set of oil paints and I just started messing around with them and started to paint um, some eyes just to test them out and I loved them straight off the bat. They were just so fun to use and I kind of just went from there, just kept teaching myself new techniques and new styles and just developing my work from there. And since that, I've, that's kind of just led me up to where I am now. So I started oil painting, that was probably 2015, I think, when I first started oil painting. and kind of went from there and I've exhibited in loads of um, different places across Ireland and all that and I've done worked on a load of really cool projects throughout the the years that I've been involved in art and yeah it's just been really fun and really great so far and yeah I guess it's it started 10 years ago then since I started in Abbey Leaks so it's been quite a while already but it seems like i'm still so new yeah yeah no it's just um like because i didn't actually know you studied uh or that you didn't study painting i thought you did like studied in college but like what i was going to say to you was like one of uh your first pieces that i saw in real life i think it was uh entwined and i just thought like that was such a great painting and just the expression um it, on I think it's the figure on the right. Uh, it's a self portrait, like, but the the expression you got on your face and the paint, it was great. Like, and even just what you're saying about uh the way you started out painting eyes, like some of the images of eyes that you've posted on Instagram have been really, really well painted. Like, they're really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I love painting eyes. They're just always my kind of go to thing when from having a block or something. Like, I know that I can just kind of paint an eye and just get back into it because you can just mess around with it and make it as weird or whatever kind of like colors or explore different palettes or anything like that and just kind of break your block that way like and yeah not just love painting eyes I just I've always loved eyes I used to always just doodle eyes in like my sketchbooks or my copies in school and everything when you're meant to be doing maths or whatever and just doodling like, little eyes up in the corner and shit yeah kind of just like developed from there and has turned into like my work now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that painting entwined as well that was um that was like a really kind of important one for me because it kind of set me on to like a new kind of style and even just with the setup with the how I got the reference photos and that and started incorporating like dual figures into my work and using that kind of theme as well so like I'm happy you like that painting because I that's one of my favorite paintings that I've made to date as well yeah no it, it's very good I think like the first time I saw it was maybe in um the Soul Noir Festival in Dublin and uh 
yeah, it was it was just a really good pain. I remember just like it was just the facial expressions kind of caught me straight away. Like you know, um, and again, yeah, no, the Soul Noir Festival was amazing. That was like one of my highlights of probably one of my favorite um art kind of projects to be involved with because that was just so cool, especially that year and that the venue and everything was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good venue that year. That was um somewhere in uh, was it North Great North Georgia Street in Dublin. I'm never sure what are the words come in that name, but yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the street now. I just like I was just mad about that that building, the house. It was just so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in terms of your style and the theme of your work, then Rebecca, like you do, um, you have a really good use of like light and dark, and kind of you kind of use color really well as well to create these kind of really cinematic and atmospheric uh paintings yeah that's definitely um kind of what i go for in my work so i really try to get the atmospheric kind of vibe going on with the the colors and the heavy contrast with the the light and shadows and um kind of convey like kind of a mystical theme within my work and it has kind of hints of like mythology and folklore and stuff kind of beneath the surface and to kind of bring them to life in the paintings a little bit through through the atmosphere and through um through the figures themselves and through the use of color and um yeah no that's a really important part of my work and all of them aspects together kind of they kind of forge together to create that style that I have um, going on. So I think a combination of all those things over the last few years has led to to that style in my most recent paintings anyway. Yeah. Um, you just touched on uh, mythology there in your work as well. Um, earlier this month, uh, you were just saying that or you, you had a post up on Instagram uh, where you had a piece projected onto Bridget's onto the Kildare Cathedral for uh, Bridget's Day, was it? Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, so that piece was um, originally made for Dublin Canvas Project. So it's um, Dublin Canvas Project is like a, a public art project funded by Dublin City Council. And they get artists to paint all the traffic light boxes in Dublin. So that painting of mine is actually on traffic light box in Crumlin, just outside their church. I think it's St. Saint Anne's Church or St. Agnes Church. I can't remember the exact name now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that painting is um, called Brida August on Kyloch. And it's basically about kind of the the folklore and stories of St. Bridget and kind of touches on more so the folkloric um pagan origins of the story and well one part of the story anyway with kind of the relationship between like Bridget and the Kylock which is like um Kylock basically meaning like witch or hag in Irish and they kind of have like a symbiotic relationship where Bridget is kind of representational of like fertility and spring and kind of just warmth and growth and all that and the Kylock then 
in return is kind of the ruler of the winter months and symbolizes death and all of that and they both work together and in harmony and like there's not one without the other so it's all kind of about balance and harmony and all of that so they're kind of the the outcomes that I took from that folklore story and what I wanted to get across in my painting and so that painting then was featured this year for um, the Her Story project which is like a big light show in this year was in honour of St. Bridget and also touched on like Covid heroes and just kind of women's stories as well and they had like a massive light show in different kind of landmarks across Ireland and so yeah it was such a huge honour to have my painting projected onto um, St. Bridget's Cathedral in Kildare which is it was just major especially just for that painting as well because it was just such it just worked so well with it and was really cool to be yeah, yeah yeah no that was deadly so it was like and just going from did you know it was going to be projected on it at the time no not this year it was actually um it was projected last year onto the the gpo and with oh. the same people as well um her story and i knew about that so i was still it was so such an honor back then yeah, yeah. And this year I didn't realise they were going to be showing it again. So like I just seen a video of it popping up on um Instagram and I was like, Oh it's like my painting is like on a cathedral, that's so cool. Yeah, no, I was just wondering just because the way that you had the post word on Instagram, it sounded like that was a surprise, like so. Yeah, it was a surprise. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know it was coming, like so yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, no, that's class so it is. And um just in terms of process then as well, do you work, like, when you're working on the figure, do you work from uh, photos or from uh, life or both? Um, Mainly from photos for my paintings, just because I'm such a slow painter and I'd never be able to work from life and actually get a, a full painting done. But I used to, and I still do, draw from life a lot just to keep those skills kind of going. Yeah. But, um... For my paintings, the photography is like a major part of the process, especially just in the beginning stages, trying to get your ideas together visually for the the composition of the whole piece and the colours and shapes and all that. So what I'd usually do is I'd get in touch with um, models or friends or family who I think would suit the figures for the painting that I have in my mind. And we do like a little photo shoot in my studio in the Dunamis Art Centre where I'd get them to just to pose like and try out different kind of things just for to get different kind of compositions to play around with when I'm sketching things out properly. And I'd set up um, all different kind of lights in that to try and play around with different effects and to discover what kind of shapes are there in like the figures that you can bring out more with shadows and the light effects and all that. So I'd use like really strong lights, like the torch on my phone in like a dark room. And I'd use like different kind of like sheets of like red plastic or things like that. 
as to kind of lay over the light and to create different kind of colored effects and all this. So there's a big kind of rigmarole photography process that goes on behind the paintings, but it's it's a really important part of getting that style down as well. And then I'll use those photos then, or kind of a combination of those photos to work from for the the main pieces then. Yeah. No, I was just the reason I was just asking was just because your life drawing skills like they're really strong and some of the drawings and sketches you've had up on um your social media like they've been really good like you can you can tell like you're just you have a really good grasp of drawing and painting the human form like oh <laughs> thank you uh yeah so i definitely I spend a lot of time um drawing the figure from in life drawing sessions and mainly over zoom now for the last um year because of the pandemic so like I I run Lockdown Life Drawing which is um, a series of online life drawing sessions and that's in partnership with the Dunamis Arts Centre so we do them every Thursday over Zoom and we have different people coming in and posing for us over Zoom every week with different kind of themes or pose lengths so there's always something new going on there but that's what I do every week to try and keep up my skills and try out different things and just to keep the hand-eye coordination going and just trying to improve each time and definitely just like using it for just for observation and to make sure that you're you're drawing what you're seeing and it's really it's definitely an important skill to have to be able to transfer it over to painting then and just understand the figure and what what way everything's meant to to look and just how it all works and once you have kind of a good grasp and a good understanding it definitely makes the painting process easier when you're painting the figure anyway for sure yeah definitely like um and just there you just mentioned the life drawn over zoom how has that been going like because like again it's a really it is a really important skill and it's one of those things you kind of have to keep up or kind of keep on top of isn't it like so have you has there been a good reception to the zoom life drawing sessions yeah there definitely has been i think um i think it was definitely a good alternative at the start for um for the real life life drawing sessions but it's kind of developed since that and has kind of become its own thing that people enjoy as as a standalone thing rather than just a replacement for something else. I have a lot of people that come to it and it's like their first time doing a life drawing session and they've never attended a real life one before and they're finding it very beneficial just to just to practice in their own time and using their preferred kind of materials and styles and there's no real pressure and you can just do it from like your bed if you want to like you can stay in your jammies and just draw and it's been really nice that way so it's definitely got a great reception and I think it's growing the last um the last few months anyway it seems to be picking up a lot so I'm really happy with how it's going it's really cool yeah yeah and um you uh a few of them that were uh, like had a team running to them are they is that something that you decide on or is it something that you'd kind of collaborate with a model on as well 
yeah no that's definitely um a collaboration with the the models i like to leave it up to to them to kind of explore any kind of themes that they they like it that they're interested in at the time or to use whatever like props and costumes they have at home there's a lot of the the models we've been working with recently are um they're involved in like the irish burlesque scene so we've had some really interesting people on and some more to come as well with um all different kinds of costumes and like great makeup and hair skills and everything so it's been a total different kind of vibe to like a classic life drawing session which we do have as well like it's still great to have just a classic nude session because there's less like distractions that way with kind of drawing in fancy clothes and that but um both are great and both have their advantages and there's like maybe drawing like costumed sessions and figures is um a bit more of a challenge and you're not really like because sometimes I find anyway you can kind of it, once you've drawn the figure so much you can kind of just guess what it's meant to look like and maybe you're not paying as much attention sometimes but when you throw in other elements like costume or different kind of like non-classical poses it kind of makes you think and and look a bit more and really try and get things right yeah definitely like it's kind of that's kind of an interesting way of kind of go out so I, have, I haven't done life drawing since college you now and it was always just the model there's the pose like and you kind of just draw them you know and they're sort of classical enough kind of pose or do you know your traditional kind of poses like yeah. so that's pretty cool like um how have you found say doing the life drawings then on screen like is it more difficult or easier or yeah it's definitely got its challenges anyway because i mean everyone's kind of drawing the same angle so it's not like in in a real life session where you can move around the room and kind of find what angle suits you best or anything like that so but at the same time it's cool because everyone's drawn the exact same same angle so at the end of the session we can all have a look at each other's interpretations of the same poses and see how different everything is so but of course like there is like limitations i mean like sometimes my internet has been like really crappy and has not been able to show a good resolution on the screen and that's so you'd be kind of filling in the gaps that way maybe and that's only the very odd time though but I mean other than that I mean it's it's been pretty great you have a lot of control as well with different kind of poses that you can do like because I mean the model has like all kinds of like chairs that they just have in their house or like cushions and their own kind of stuff to to be comfortable with and their own space and everything so it just makes for a nice and comfortable and kind of laid-back session i think yeah yeah no it sounds really cool um and then as well as running the uh the zoom life drawn you've done a few uh online painting demonstrations as well haven't you during the lockdown yeah i've done um a couple so far on instagram live and yeah, it's something I'd like to do more of for sure. It just it takes so much like confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you get in that weird kind of mood where like your anxiety kind of gets the better of you, you get a bit of stage fright and <laughs> it doesn't go as planned. That's <laughs> kind of what happened with the the first one I did. It like 
I didn't draw out like a sketch or anything first. It was literally just an eye demonstration, like in oil paints, but it took me so long just just to get started on it, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But the I... second one that I did was like a lot better and I was able to do pretty much a, like a full kind of piece and it was a lot I kind of worked myself up too much the first time but the second time that I did it, it was like a lot easier going and like people are interested to see how these kind of things are done like in real time and your process and that so everyone was really supportive that tuned into it and everything so it was really enjoyable yeah yeah no that's deadly like but like it is harder kind of it's the same thing as having someone looking over your shoulder, like in class or whatever, like and kind of <laughs> trying to paint or draw. It's like just go away, like you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. I've done um a couple of like live painting performance things, like in real life before the pandemic as well, and they are like so nerve wracking. Like I would just be a nightmare of a person, like the, <laughs> the full day before I had to do it because like just so nervous, you know that kind of way. But like yeah. again, it's really fun. Like once you're doing it, like it's really nice. Like there's like music or whatever, and you're just painting, and it's fine. Like, like no one cares if it doesn't turn out to be a masterpiece. Like, and it's really just about seeing the process and seeing things just kind of come together on canvas is a really nice thing to watch. I find so. Yeah, I like painting is a slow medium to work with anyway. Like so. Yeah, exactly. For me, anyway. Same as, like... Yeah. Because um, you uh, organised... Was it the Equinox event yeah. there back a couple of years ago? That was... um, How did that go? Yeah, that was, like, really fun. So we did that in 2017 and 2019 as well. It was for Culture Night. So we got some funding from Culture Night and Leash County Council to put together a performance art event. So... We had different um, kind of mediums. We had like dancers, uh, live painting, burlesque, music, um, and then performance art too. So it's like a good mix of different art forms, but I tried to kind of create it in a way that everything kind of gels together and kind of has similar themes or aesthetics and just kind of do it that way. But it was, I thought it was really like fun kind of thing to bring into leash anyway like we did it upstairs in you know cavernous bar yeah in that yeah. venue up there so i just thought it was something different and i think people enjoyed it and yeah it was good fun organizing it and like good good fun on the night so i'm hoping next year or this year maybe that if things are okay by culture night i'm like i might run it again yeah that'd be really cool yeah um in terms of uh, curating then as well, like uh, was t- 2018 you curated, uh, painted Otherworld in the Dunamis Arts Centre like, and that was a really good show Like, and the opening night was, it was great so it was. Yeah, no, that was really fun. That's definitely one of my favourite projects I've worked on so far. So you were involved in that yourself with your paintings and along with six or seven other, six or seven, I can't remember but other yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Across, like the Midlands and Ireland all dealing with like fantastical and surreal and then like dark and macabre imagery and themes in their work so that's something that I wanted to kind of do for a good while before I actually did it and I was really happy with how everyone's work came together in the gallery 
in Dunamay's. So that was that was really fun and definitely love to do something more like that again and just bring there's so many like artists that work in these kind of themes but maybe they're not shown so much in like bigger galleries or in bigger group shows because their work kind of borderlines I know my work it's some of it is kind of it's on the border between like fantasy and fine art so it doesn't fit in like either category yeah it's hard to place it do you kind of feel that way about your work or yeah a little bit to be honest I suppose um I don't know. It's just whenever someone asks you what's your work about and you say, like, I'm paint, I paint leprechauns, it kind of just doesn't sound like... <laughs> yeah, you know? no, your mind goes to, like, folklore kind of storybook illustrations or something, whereas, like, that's not what your work looks like at all and that's not what I'm going for in yeah. my year. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of to try and describe it, like, in a way it doesn't make it sound sort of, like, almost horror-based. Some, I, I don't know, yeah. No, I know what you're saying, though. But yeah, no, I think it's nice to have a space for that kind of for that kind yeah. of work and to to show it in like a fine art setting because like we are going for fine art kind of work, but just with our themes and imagery that we use. I don't know, I definitely find that maybe it doesn't fit with a lot of contemporary mine anyway. Doesn't really fit so much with a lot of contemporary stuff. But I don't know, I've always kind of been like veering into the thoughts of like if something doesn't exist if there isn't a space for something then kind of create it yourself yeah exactly like i like i haven't really talked about it i don't even know where figure of work sits at the minute in contemporary art like just kind of when you enjoy doing it just stay at it i suppose like you know exactly yeah i think it's like it's definitely growing like in the past few years in popularity like loads of new artists seem to be painting figurative like and I've noticed even in like the RHA exhibition that there does be a lot of figurative work in there and really good and interesting stuff. So yeah. maybe it is, maybe like, maybe there will kind of be more of a representation for that kind of thing. Yeah, hopefully. Like, <laughs> I think there'll always be a place for it and then it's just, I suppose, breaks down into sub-genres and it's kind of like, which one are we sitting in? Like, you know, but... Yeah, no, I don't know where mine is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, would you like to kind of curate more in the future then as well, Rebecca? Like, or would... yeah, I think so. I think um, it's fun. Like, I like um, I like kind of the organizing and creating kind of side of it as well as the actual painting. So I would definitely like to do some more. Um, I'm gonna be co curating an exhibition in the Dunham Maze that'll hopefully be happening um later this year, just um COVID depending and all that, but um. That exhibition is going to be called Collective Thoughts, and we it's to it's by a selection of members from the Leash Art House Collective. So it's um basically it's going to be like work, like paintings and sculptures and drawings, everything kind of about dealing with kind of like your thoughts and emotions and experiences from over the past year, like just of that have arisen from living through a pandemic and we're kind of going about it in a different kind of way so the work isn't completed yet or anything and we don't have set kind of ideas most of us don't anyway of what exactly we're doing for it so we're kind of working online together like through zoom and through like a facebook group 
and just sharing like our thoughts and ideas and processes with each other and the exhibition is kind of being built from that and the theme is kind of being forged from all of our collective kind of experiences so that's how that's going on at the moment so it's a definitely different way of curating it rather than kind of past things that I've worked on but it's definitely an interesting project to be involved in and yeah still in early stages anyway but um I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes and to definitely do more stuff like this in the future afterwards too yeah definitely like and collaborations like are always nice to work on as well like yeah definitely like like we're doing like little just zoom sessions where every Monday morning where we all just log on to zoom and kind of check in with each other and chat for a little bit and then like we'd all create art just work on whatever we're working on and then like again in about an hour we'd check in again and just it's just nice and a lot of motivation for each other I think to to just be get in that kind of mindset and to create and just feel just have that connection as well like with other artists so it's been really nice that way yeah like I was just gonna say like that actually sounds lovely so at times it sounds so yeah, nice no, it's really nice it's like like I'm not a morning person like at all like I'll stay in bed till like the afternoon so but like them sessions are like at 11 so that gets me up early for me <laughs> but it's, yeah. like, it's a good reason to get up and it kind of like sets me up for the week kind of because it's a Monday morning and it's like uh but once you get on there it's really nice just to be like met with other other artists that like you enjoy their company you enjoy talking to them and seeing their little processes and how everything is going and it's really nice I'm just really enjoying it (laughs) yeah no that sounds great so it does like just sounds really enjoyable like um and like like in Leash like there's a lot of um artists but it's just like like I was just saying on last week's episode it is kind of because we all live so far apart it can be easy to kind of feel isolated and especially now where you know we're not going to be meeting up at exhibitions or exhibition openings or anything either like so yeah exactly like that part of like the artist's kind of regular life is definitely just gone out the window for sure for now anyway it's definitely nice to have different kind of outlets and ways that we can connect to each other for now and hopefully things will go back to normal soon but yeah definitely appreciate and just having just having zoom like like I would have hated like the thought of doing a video call say this time last year like if anyone yeah. video called me I'd be like Jesus like what the hell is that like and yeah. take off and be like oh what are you doing but now it's like <laughs> video call is just like a regular part of our lives and like I've talked to more people over Zoom this year than I have in real life. I think so. Yeah, same as. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I just I like I just popped down to Port Leash today, even just to uh, pick up my laptop from the repairman. And like it was just going down Main Street. It was just I felt like I didn't even know my way around the town anymore. Like you know, it's just oh, it no. feels like it's so long since I was in it. Like yeah, no, it's it's strange, all right. Like like I live in Port Leash, so I don't feel like like so detached from it but like I can imagine from someone living like outside the main towns or anything like that it's such a weird such a weird thing like like I know when I finally go back up to Dublin like I used to spend a lot of time in Dublin just going to random like classes and anything else going on but like I'm not gonna know my way around there anymore (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was already crap with directions, but like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, um, just in terms of say, kind of aside from um your artwork, then you've been like your own say artwork and working with Leash uh, Art House Collective. You've collaborated with uh, James Joyce Photography as well on a few projects. Yeah, so James is a photographer and he's someone that I've been working with over the past year, year and a half, or maybe two years on a couple of different photo shoot kind of projects. And I've been really enjoying that and just like enjoying that collaboration and that way of um just that way of creating and teamwork and just getting to experiment with different kind of themes and all that so what James would do is he'd kind of give me a keyword or like a general kind of theme of what kind of photo shoot he's like interested in putting together and I'd kind of take that and put my own spin my own interpretation on it and come up with like makeup and costume and just a general kind of feel for it and we'd we'd go with that and we just have like fun kind of shooting in their studio they were in um oh my god where is it Kalashta Dulig in Dublin like I think that's the name of the place might not be right but we did quite a few shoots there in in that college when he was studying there and then we did a locations shoot as well in in Straboli over at um Straboli Forest and then the kind of the ruins of that church that's kind of like down the road from there as well. I can't remember the name of that church. But it's a really cool location anyway. And yeah, just been just experimenting with different kind of like lights and uh, techniques on his end anyway with the photography and all. And then I've just been experimenting with costume and makeup and that kind of thing, which is like not anything that I'm trained in or anything but just something that I really like doing and just growing my skills in that I guess and having fun with it so it's been great yeah no the the like the photos are, are brilliant like the makeup as well looks really good so it does like it really works like and you know the the costumes look really cool like they, they really set the tone for it as well like they're yeah thank you <laughs> so I've seen just a few bits you uh posted online like and they're really cool like so and like, do you do like you were involved in a couple of short films there too, weren't you? Like, did you do your own makeup and costume for them, or were they sort of set out? Yeah, for the the most recent film that I was in, which was I Feel Fantastic, which is directed by Matthew Jones. He um, I played like um, a spirit kind of su- supernatural role in that, so creepy weird dead creature thing <laughs> but um yeah for that he kind of drew up a little sketch with his idea for the costume and the makeup and the general look for it and so I just got a lot of stuff from my wardrobe like just all random uh, black clothes and materials and stuff that I had in there and then just kind of created the the makeup look as well and use um contact lenses and yeah basically just did like a couple of trial runs with the the makeup for that and he was really happy with how it looked and everything and so 
just kind of the inspiration for that was kind of kind of looking maybe like decaying or disease but not in a really grotesque way but just kind of in like kind of atmospheric in a way but just very dark and creepy and kind of maybe inspired a little bit by like Reagan from The Exorcist like that kind of makeup maybe yeah would have played a an inspiration in that I guess but yeah no, that was another really fun project to work on and I'm hopefully going to be working um, in collaboration with Matthew again as well in the future as well as with James Joyce too they're two really cool people that I've really enjoyed collaborating with it's been great yeah you've been really busy like as well you know as well as having your own studio practice between running like the online uh life drawn and then before all the lockdowns and all that like you were busy with the photography and film as well like so that was that's really cool yeah I kind of just do like bits of everything <laughs> like I don't know I feel like I take on too much at the the one time a lot of times but it's all like really fun stuff so I can't complain it's all yeah. it's all really great stuff that I really <laughs> enjoying you doing like you know so yeah, yeah. it's amazing though once you're having to crack with it like it's that's it like you know it's just yeah you have to enjoy it and they're all like everyone that I've been working with the last couple of years has been a real pleasure to work with and just has been like I've just got to work on really different projects and stuff that maybe I didn't think I would get the opportunity to a few years ago so yeah I'm just really loving it anyway so can't wait to get back to it once everything is okay and we can meet up with people again and get creative so yeah yeah definitely um just uh with your own practice rebecca did you have any exhibitions or anything then postponed due to the lockdowns yeah i was raging i was actually meant to have an exhibition last march in berlin and that would have been like my first exhibition abroad and that like we tried to postpone it and that like and it just it totally just kind of <laughs> fell through and fizzled out in the end and it's not happening anymore. So I'm kind of raging about that. And yeah, there would have been maybe a few other small things that I was meant to be a part of and they didn't happen. And yeah, it's it seems so long ago now that everything <laughs> first got cancelled and all that. But yeah, definitely a few things were cancelled for sure. But the Berlin one was the main thing. And yeah. I've actually been accepted into onto an arts residency in Iceland on the, the East Fjords in uh, Stitch Factory Creative Center. I was listening to your podcast earlier and you mentioned that you had a residency in Iceland as well, which is really cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, um in uh Skagestrand it's kinda I think the opposite oh no, wait, no sorry. Yeah, the opposite corner, I forgot which way was west and east there for a sec, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've had that problem as well. <laughs> um yeah so I think I think like the, the opposite corner I think I know the one that uh you've been accepted into because I was looking at that back ages ago as well before I was like do I need to go back like but that's brilliant yeah. like so how have they will they keep that residency spot up or for you then like has that just been pushed back it's not cancelled or anything like yeah no it... it's not cancelled thank god it's like Class. I was actually meant to be going if I was going to be going for the original dates I should have been going this Saturday but like that's oh, right. definitely can't happen with the the restrictions at the moment here so I had everything actually booked <laughs> like flights and um hotel for quarantine and everything but um it's just it's not the right time 
to be going. It's so, but I'm booked in for kind of the month of April if if it's possible to go over. But if not, then we'll just push it down again. Yeah. Yeah, like I was worried anyway. Just about I'm not worried about being in Iceland itself because like they're they have like everything together like and they have such a good system going since like very early on in the pandemic so their numbers are extremely low but um yeah even just like the flying and being in dublin airport is kind of like <laughs> the main worry for me like be more worried about bringing something over to them like yeah exactly yeah but um i oh, know that'd be brilliant like and like were you going to work on like just go over and see how the work develops was it or had you a project in mind then for that yeah i had kind of um a project in mind that i want to to work on so it'll be kind of continuing on from my last series my last series kind of explored like feminine archetypes and um different kind of supernatural themes throughout it and i kind of wanted to branch out with that and look more at like specific kind of folklores and archetypes within that and like different kind of like patterns that kind of compare maybe like Icelandic tales to like that of Ireland and just kind of explore that kind of themes and with it my own style and just seeing where it kind of goes from there so yeah that's kind of what I'm going to be working on over there hopefully start a new series and just get hopefully a lot of inspiration and try out a few different kind of ways of working and that's so that's what the plan is for the month over there anyway so i've got um some funding from the arts council as well to go towards it so i'm like over the moon about that so that's really i'm just living for that like i just can't wait to actually do that like i'm basing my life around at the moment yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that's great, and even to be able to get like get funding off the arts council is huge as well. Like, yeah, it's the first time that I've been successful with like any funding with the arts council, so I was just just so delighted with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know the way, like you know how it is applying for those like the grants and everything. Like I've been applying for years and all, so it was yeah, like, like a major breakthrough. I was like, oh my god, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, that's great, though. So it's like, just even like you know, be able to say that. Like, so uh, hopefully, you no, know, things will calm down. You'll get going, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, once the main thing is that, like, it's safe to go over, and like, it'll be there for whenever it is safe to go. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Like that, that they're just you know they're just pushing it back. They're not cancelling it or anything. Like you know, it's a bit about Berlin, like, but yeah. Sure. Look, what can you do? Like you know, you can. Yeah, that's it. Like, it'll be. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Berlin would have been a class spot to to show as well, actually, though. Yeah, I was raging about that now at first, but um, I'm over it now. It's nearly a year ago, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I just have one other uh, question for you, Rebecca, then. Uh, Where can people find your work online? So, I'm most active on Instagram. So, if you wanted to have a look, on my Instagram page, it's Rebecca Deegan Artist, and the same on Facebook as well. You'll find me there, Rebecca Deegan Artist. And if you want to have a look at the life drawing sessions, if you want to try one out, you can. We have an Instagram page for that as well. It's lockdown underscore life underscore drawing. I think that's it. 
you'll find anyway, even if you type down, type in lockdown life drawing, it's a pink profile picture with our logo on it. So it's all there. So that's basically the main kind of platforms that I'm on anyway. Deadly. Well, thanks a million for that, Rebecca. And thanks for taking the time to chat to me for the podcast as well. No, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. It's been really fun to chat to you anyway. And looking forward to listening to the next episodes that are uploaded. So best of luck with it. And it's a great idea. I'm delighted to see this kind of thing happening. So. Ah, thanks a million. I'll get you back on at some stage as well. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. Kind of once we're back exhibiting in a gallery and stuff. Yeah, once we have more news. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Thanks for that, Rebecca. Cheers, Pat. Thanks so much. Cool, cool. So that was Rebecca Deegan. I just want to say a huge thanks to Rebecca for taking the time to chat to me today on the podcast. Um, and make sure and like and follow her on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Rebecca Deegan Artist. And you better keep up to date with, with her work. Um, both her studio practice and the life drawn sessions she posts whenever there's a new batch of life drawn sessions coming up. So if you want to book a place on the the Zoom sessions, you can follow the links and the descriptions there and book a place through those posts. Um and just just thanks again to Rebecca for taking the time to chat to me. Uh if you want to follow uh the podcast on social media on Facebook and Twitter, it's at Bit of Gallery. And you can kind of keep up to date then when with when new episodes are going out. And yeah, if you can just leave a like and maybe a review or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the show on, that'd be savage as well. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. So thanks a million for listening and I will chat to you next week.